All right, hello and welcome everyone to Spiritual Table Talk Brujeria Part. Um, I believe this is five, but it should be six. I noticed that last week's didn't actually process and post, so I will be processing and posting that soon. Nevertheless, today's topic is Brujeria, working in the cemetery, a very popular way to work. Very popular subject is always cemetery work, necromancy, magic with the dead. And yeah, I like this one. I was thinking about this one earlier, actually, without even noticing the list. And as always, you can subscribe on Apple, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor.fm, or your favorite podcast app. Spotify also now has a new response feature where you can send questions or responses and we have been receiving you guys' responses. We thank you. We know you really love this series. And for that person who asked us to do a Brujeria podcast on dreaming, that is going to go on the list. As always, you can donate to the temple at Cash App, dollar sign Hector Salva. And on we go, working in the cemetery. It's me, Papa Hector. Ali Al and Miss Care Bear. We're here. <laughs> <coughs> so what are some reasons someone would have to let go to the cemetery to do work? So there is a number of things. First off is that some people are really good at working with the dead. Okay. And they're actually better at working with the dead than they are at working with the misterios or the loa. So in that case, some people work with the dead in order to do their magic and get their magical work done. Number two is sometimes when you're removing a dead from someone, mm-hmm. you have to go to the cemetery to do it. Okay. Sometimes you want to capture a dead for someone in order to make that dead person a working spirit, a spirit that that person can use to do magical works or for other reasons. Right. Sometimes you, some people want to send the dead against their enemies. So that's different than, let's say, like a hex or a curse. Okay. A hex or a curse is like you do a work and it's like taking a gun and you shoot it. And it's a one and done. Right. Whereas when you send a spirit to attach itself to someone, mm-hmm. the spirit becomes like a parasite. So it creates the problem, but it keeps creating more and more problems onto the person over and over and over again. Another reason people can go to the cemetery is to elevate the dead. Certain people, for them, in order for them to progress or lots of dead be attracted to them, they need to elevate various dead connected and unconnected to them in order for them to actually help the dead. Some people are the type of spiritual workers that are spiritual workers for people. And then there's spiritual workers that belong to the dead, which means that, yes, they help people, but really the focus is on helping the dead. The person is suffering because they have a dead person on them who's suffering. So if I help the dead and get them on with their suffering, it helps the person by extension. Okay. But really, my focus is on helping the dead. And it it could be dead that just, like, it may not even be attached to another person. It could be dead that's just, like, like like you were saying, like, in their court or... It could be a dead that's... Or maybe a dead just comes to you that needs help. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dead people can come to these person that need help to get like whatever resolve for yeah. them. And that actually that also then helps the person who's that type of worker. Uh-huh. That helps them continue to evolve. Awesome. Also, too, like there's certain things like when you're doing workings like or baths, things get dropped off at, at the, the cemetery. cemetery. Yeah, there's various things that you might drop off at the cemetery when you're finished doing like a working or a bath, things of that nature. So I know there's a way to do that, like to enter the, the graveyard safely. Absolutely. So, in all Caribbean traditions, all Afro-Caribbean traditions, each one has its own way that you're supposed to go in and out of a cemetery. But the one thing that's common amongst all of them is that you do need to get permission to go in. It just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether you're doing, like, Santeria, you're doing 21 Divisions, you're doing Haitian Voodoo, you're doing Sanse, any of the, any Caribbean tradition, there's a certain way that you have to enter the cemetery. Now, the protocols for those different traditions are different, but either way, some type of honor has to go in order to enter. For those of us who work in, with mysteries, Misterios Lua, that means that you have to ask permission at the guardian of the gate and you have to pay him. And like for those you guys like who are my god kids, like we can discuss this in private as to what you pay, etc. Because that's part of the secret that we can't discuss on a public podcast. Okay. But you get permission from that spirit. And preferably, like if you have reached that level of trust with the misterios you're allowed to be given what that certain secrets about that guardian uh-huh. that guards the gate. So you have to ask permission there. Then you have to ask permission to Baron. Right. And so that's pretty typical for all of us. It doesn't matter, and it's not really that secret. Yeah. Like, you go to the Baron of that cemetery, and preferably the Baron of the cemetery is the first male buried there. If it's a cemetery where a woman was buried first, that means that cemetery actually belongs to uh, a Brigitte or a Baronesa. Oh, okay. So that's who runs that cemetery. I didn't know that's what, yeah, I didn't know uh, it's Baronesa. Yeah. Okay. So a Baronesa is basically the wife of Baron. Yeah. So that's who runs that cemetery. So you have to go there and you have to ask for permission to be able to work in that cemetery or do any workings in that cemetery. Typically on the island, those seven, those graves are marked with a huge cross. And like, you're going to know, you're going to go in the cemetery. There's going to be other people's works there, candles there, things there. Obviously it's that, but it's usually the huge cross. So here in the U.S., they don't really do that. So yeah. here you may, it might take you a bit more work. In order, yeah, because usually you got to go to the office and find out where's the first plot, etc. Like, what the fuck are you asking me? Yeah, they do, but then you tell them it's for like research, and then they tell you usually about a roundabout spot because a lot of times they don't know exactly, and then you have to like search for it. Okay, um, so you ask Baron for permission to go ahead and work in there, and then when you go to leave, you ask for exit so that nothing like should follow you right when you leave the cemetery so like one thing that's common is like naturally 
a lot of people who are spiritual like cemeteries. Naturally, some of them are dead people workers. That's what I call them. It means that the dead attract to them easily. They're meant to work with the dead. Da 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 da. Right. If you don't know how, what can happen is, and this has happened commonly, lots of people have come in with this, is that they have that ability. They don't know they have that ability, but they're attracted to the cemetery, so they like to go hang out in cemeteries. Which, for for someone who's not, like, training or has any guidance, like, that can be... It can cause problems. For some people, they can go in, and they don't have a problem. And especially if they're not a type of person that attracts the dead to work with them. So they can go in, they'll do what they hang out, they're cool, no problem. Other people, they'll go in and they can end up like having dead that ride on them or get attached to them. And then now that becomes an, it creates an issue for them in their life. And we've had a lot of people that we know that have come here because basically they used to hang out in cemeteries or things of that nature. And then they start having problems because they were seeing those dead spirits or those dead spirits were coming to them or attaching themselves to them and now being out there in life with them. Mm. And so then we had to remove those and kind of teach the person how to deal with being in and out of the cemetery, how to put protections on themselves. And for like a person who's not really training themselves on the path, we suggest like avoid just hanging out in cemeteries. Yeah, like if you, you got to go, go to for a purpose, go. Exactly. Yeah. But for someone who's training on the path, then eventually they learn everything they need to learn in order to be able to like go and even go out and hang out in cemeteries because cemeteries are very chill spots to hang out in. Yeah, they're be- most of them are like well kept. Like there's no. Very one beautiful. There. Yeah, there's <laughs> no one's there. They're quiet. They're chill <coughs> spots. So a lot of people like. Um, like to go hang out and in dr too even you you'll, or haiti you'll see people like hanging out in the cemetery and they're just kind of like hanging out yeah they're not really doing anything so but there is a way to be able to do it especially if you do attract dead people safely right so in all cases at minimum like if you're not in training with someone etc at least even if you don't know any better at least pour some water at the gate and be like, I ask for permission, go find yourself the baron, ask for permission, and when you leave, pour some water at the gate, and just, like, ask for everything for you to leave clean and clear on your own. Something is better than nothing, is what usually we say. Yeah, so it's better, like, if you're not, like, with anyone, and you're listening to the podcast, that that's what you should do. For those people who, like, read, like, you said, like you said, they're, like, work with the dead attract the dead can't you're gonna pick up dead in other places other than the cemetery too no yeah you will are there like like for instance if there's like a an area where a lot of people have died hospitals jails or even just areas right that just happen to have had a lot of dead Mm -hmm. or bars you know so naturally if you see like if you are someone who isn't trained and you're like hearing that that like resonates with you you might want to like see if there's something you can do like maybe you're not even meant to be on the path but like i'm sure there's certain things that like if you attract the dead if if you if you <laughs> attract the dead and it's affecting like you like that you're meant to be on the path i was to gonna some say degree. yeah yeah to some degree <laughs> to some because degree. you need the path 
obviously, in order for you to be able to, like, at, at minimum, live an okay life without being constantly disturbed by the dead. Because yeah. the dead, they're very um, chatty. They talk a lot. Yeah. They don't like to shut up. There's a lot of them. We have a saying that says, technically speaking, every place you step on on Earth is a cemetery. Yeah. So, uh, like, throughout the millions of years, somebody has died and their ashes or their dust is underneath of you. Yeah. So, technically speaking. So, like, they're very chatty. Every once in a while, you find some quiet deads. For the most part, they tend to be kind of um, not quiet. And when they find someone to talk to, it's no different than if you, like, start talking with someone who has not had anyone to talk to in a long time. Yeah. They're just going to talk, talk, talk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chat your ear off. So when they finally find someone that can actually see them or listen to them, very often they're going to kind of, like, chat their ear off and be kind of disturbing for them. Yeah. Now, even if you're someone who doesn't, like, naturally attract dead, if you're doing... Because I know there's a lot of people out here that like to try the brujara. They love the... They love it. They love So, like, the TikTok witches or people who get books and things of that nature, like, could you attract the dead that way as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can do it that way. Also, you can go someone to somewhere <clears throat> or to someone like myself, and you can ask for, like, yourself to get a working dead. Right. So then we actually get a spirit that of a dead person that's willing to work with you. And do work on your behalf and some people who are spiritual workers they get themselves like one or a number of working deads and even though they might be someone who works more with the misterios meaning who has a natural inclination for the right. misterios they'll use it's not uncommon for them to go and purchase two or three dead that they get to work for them and so then for their clients they work the cases with those dead people and they, we say that the dead are faster than the spirits at getting the jobs done or accomplishing, like, goals. Because the dead basically have less to do. Yeah. So when you have a dead person, they're working for you. They're actually here, like, just working for that particular individual rather than doing as much. That's number one. Number two is that the dead is not concerned with what's going to happen to you as a result of them helping you. Right. So, or getting you what you want. So, they're more willing to say yes to whatever... Whatever you ask for. Yeah. Even if it's going to be not... Good for good you. Good for you or harmful to yeah. you. Or help, not help you on your path or whatever. They'll be more willing to do it for you. Yeah, makes sense. I was going to say, um, the thing that strikes me in this and many other conversations in this space is the, the way death is treated, right? So the dead are still people, right? You're still looking to, to work with uh, something of a personality and respectfully work with something of a personality, which I think is kind of important because the little experience that I had dealing with TikTok, which is and the like, um, there's this kind of 
uh, they're there for being used as if they are lesser without any sort of idea that there might need to be like a, a respectful communication uh, between the two. Yeah, definitely. There has to be that. There has to be like, that's why you have to get a, that, that's like willing to work with you. It can't just be like, so one thing that we say is like when you go, when a person goes and they want to work with a dead person, they first, they have to ask Baron to lift up any deads that are willing to work. What that means is that like, and you go in the cemetery and Baron lifts up the spirits of the dead people that are willing to work. And those are the ones that you're willing to choose from. And even that, you have to ask him, how many is he willing to give you? Meaning, let you borrow. So it's like, he might say to you, oh, you can have two, or you can have five, or you can have this many, or you can have that many. And when the deads do things for you, you're expected to like take care of them. So give them service in some form or another. And it depends on the nature of the relationship between you and that dead person. Another thing is that because of there's a difference between in our tradition between like a dead person that's been contracted out to work with for you versus let's say like someone in your family, right? Someone in your family can be, we call it being placed in a pot, right? But the difference is, in one case, it's a contract, it's a deal. In the other case, that pot is just actually more like a temporary um, home for the spirit to be able to settle its energies to work for you. So therefore, the spirit kind of can come and go and is free at its own leisure versus when there's a contractual relationship, it's based on that contract. So there's two different ways. And in one, that way of the second nature, that's very often the way it's done for like family members in which that dead person is given, their spirit force is given a home. And it's because spirit force is not, um, it's basically foreign to the physical realm. So if it's given a home, it's a place where the energies can settle as well as over time, uh, snowball. And so then that dead can become more and more powerful over time as like the spirit does workings for its family members, as the spirit achieves results, as the spirit receives service. And it's also a way that we use because what happens when people die is like, yeah, your children might know you, your grandchildren might know you, but after a, genera- a few generations, you'll be forgotten. So when a person is placed in what we call a govi, which is basically a spirit pot, then that is passed down in that family. So that person continues to be remembered. And so we say, like, as long as something continues to be remembered, it actually never completely dies. Things completely die when they're no longer remembered because nothing is giving them energy anymore. I'd imagine if you're a, a dick to the dead that you're working with, it probably also has side effects. Oh, yeah, definitely. And the dead, when 
it depends on the nature of your relationship. So, like, if that was an ancestral dad, they might be a little bit, like, less harsh on you, right? Where they're kind of, like, more so going to tap you rather than whoop you. Whereas if it's a more contractual relationship, when you don't fulfill your end of the bargain, that spirit has a big part of liberty of what it's allowed to do for, uh, like, against you and the way it's able to act out against you. So I'll give you an example. We had a dead person. I sold him on eBay. This was back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, guess what? The thing is that what people don't realize is like in early like um, 2000 or whatever, spiritual workers of this variety, we didn't really exist online. So I was breaking through in a new platform, yeah. which was the internet. So I had to learn how to work with a new platform, okay? So what happened was we had this dead person that he was very um excitable. And so we he was like attached to this lady. He got sent to her by one of her enemies and he was attached. When we removed him, it was like the dead person naturally hadn't evolved. And also wasn't really ready to go back to its realm. And I could have forced it back, but I felt bad. Because it was like, if I force it back, it actually can progress at a much slower rate than if I gave it an opportunity here in this world to progress itself at a faster rate. So, cool. So, I was like, okay, I have this dead person. So, I kept him around for a while, but I don't really work with dead people like that. I have law, I already have things set up how I work. So I was like, all right, I felt bad because he was like collecting dust. So I was like, I need to sell him so he can like help somebody. So I sold him to some guy on eBay for him, for the dead person to fill out this guy's hotel. The guy had a hotel in Florida and it was like one of these little rundown hotels and where he was at, it was like a much nicer area. So basically the hotel never got filled. It wasn't getting like people. So the dead person came, he started working, everything was good, etc. etc. Dude like took care of his offerings, etc. etc. for a good long time. Then eventually like the hotel got to a point where he was able to like renovate the whole thing. He renovated the hotel. Now it's really packed, et cetera, et cetera. Eventually, he decides, like, he's doing this all on his own. Like, it hasn't actually been the dead guy that's helped him. He doesn't need to worry about that. He doesn't need to pay him, et cetera, et cetera. So he doesn't pay him. So within that same week, first, they have, like, an electrical, like, a small electrical fire happen. So that was like the dead saying like, hey, where's my shit? That was a nice like tap on the wrist. But he didn't listen. He didn't think of no thing. And I did tell him before, like the risk with this particular dead is if he's upset with you, he's connected with fire. He's a fire spirit. So he's going to burn you. He's going to burn your relationships. He's going to burn shit for you. He's going to burn you up. 
in the end, the dead ends up, like, burning half the hotel. And it happens to be at a time where dude's insurance had lapsed without him noticing it. That's when he decided he wanted to pay the dead. We paid the dead. Everything was good. He got it worked out. He was good for, like, another few years. Paying the dead, taking care of the dead, everything. Then he did the same thing again. Right? He did the same thing again. This time, like, one room burned, and he got the point. So he got it taken care of. In the end, he ends up doing this a last time. When he does it the third time, basically, he ends up having, like, his car explodes and has fire. Like, the whole uh, front of the car is on fire. And then the next day, his wife's car is on fire. Oh, my God. Right? So both the cars go on fire, like, like, back to back. So that's when he finally says to me, like, basically, he wants to give it back to me. He doesn't want it anymore, et cetera, et cetera. So he sent it back. When he sent me the dead back, I ended up giving him, selling him to this other lady for gambling luck, right? When that lady, she was old. When that lady passed away, in her will, she sent the dead back to me. You're like, what? Yeah, exactly. So when I was gonna sell him again, but then he came in my dream. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he came in my dream and he was like, basically, I'm ready to go. I think I like wiped enough karma for myself. (laughs) Let me free. Let me go. So that's when I let him go and had Baron like escort him where he needed to go. So yeah, that's a case of like a bald dead and like how he's going to react. Whereas oftentimes like a family dead, a family dead will kind of give a person a few taps. But it's not uncommon that eventually the family dead will start to affect the whole family. Like, if it's neglected for long enough, it'll start to affect the whole family. And everybody in the family will start to get sick. Everybody in the family, or a certain line of the family, like all the young males, or all the children, or all the older women, etc. So, yeah. That's a lot of tapping that guy. Yeah. Oh, man. But we kind of, I mean, we touched on it, but a lot of people use, like, they use uh, the dead to send to other people. Oh, yeah. So that's called an expedition. Right? An expedition is when someone sends the dead spirits against someone else. And those dead spirits attach themselves. And they attach themselves to the victim like parasites. And so they cause whatever the initial request is. So like, let's say a car accident. So like they cause the victim to have a car accident. At that time, during the car accident, because it's a traumatic event, it gives, that per- it gives the gap, the opening... For them to attach. Mm. It's like having an open wound. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it allows the parasite to attach itself. When it does, now the parasite starts to continue to torture the person. 
So the more I can torture the person, the fatter it gets. The more powerful the parasite gets. Usually it doesn't kill the person because it would be equivalent to like killing its host. So it's better to like do a slow torture and eat for a long time rather than eat all at once and then you're going to be starving again for another for a while. So it'll attach itself to the person and just continuously create issue after issue after issue just torturing the person creating suffering as much as possible and every once in a while um it'll kind of go into hiding so i call it like inflammation like it'll seem like it went into remission and people do things which will push it away to put it kind of go into hiding so it seems like things gotten better but in actuality it's kind of like just not inflamed right now it's more calm and then after a while, it'll kind of come back up, right? And continue to torture the person with the same thing over and over and over. So that's an expedition. And it's usually used by people for, like, to hex or cur- hex someone, destroy an enemy, um, get your money back. So, like, if somebody owes you money, but they refuse to pay... And they keep on trying to, like, escape you, escape you, and you kind of try, like, you try every which way to tell them, give you my money, et cetera, et cetera. And those deads usually have more of a a drop-off date. So it's like, once they get you your money, the dead drops off the person. Okay, I was going to also ask, too, like, when you send that, I don't know if you can even tell me, but when you send it, does that person probably depends but does the person who sent the dead have to pay the dead while like basically while that's happening he has to send he has to pay the dead in order to send the dead but once the initial payment once the dead is attached he needs not no longer pay the dead because the dead is going to parasite energy off the victim so it'll continue to survive and grow off of that you pay for the initial Like that too, or like people that are like abusive. Well, people that when a person has causas, right? A causa is actually a stronger level negative spirit, so it'll attract the the same line of dead that energetically will um, align with it. So, if like they have a causa of anger, they'll have angry spirits of the dead that will find themselves attracted to it. And so if you get rid of the causa, it, it's like remove, if you remove that root, all the dead that are attached to it will go away. But sometimes if there's too many deads and everything else, sometimes you have to move, remove some of those layers. It's like chopping down a tree. Sometimes if the tree is too big, before you can like go and dig it at the roots, you have to cut it down some which means you have to remove some of those deads and get rid of some of those layers before you can actually get to the causa itself. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, like, if people don't realize that they have a causa working for them, like, if they don't have the awareness of it, can they be, like, attracting all of those deads without knowing it and then working without, say, like, you were saying people can actually send them knowingly, but can they be working 
like on their behalf without knowing their it. awareness. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They don't have it under wraps or whatever. They they can do that, but what'll often happen is because like it's so undirected, so helter skelter, is that even though the dead will attack the other person, it'll still attack the the person with the calsa as well. So it yeah. won't leave them to attach themselves elsewhere. It'll kind of like accomplish that goal, but usually in some type of really shitty way, which also causes the Kausa's original victim problems yeah. with however they handled the situation. So like they'll the person who's in Kausado, the Kausa who carries the Kausa, those dead will attack their enemies. But as a result of that attack, both the enemy and they will suffer. And usually they're not going to attach themselves to the new person. They're going to go back to the initial person. Right. Because, because they're probably going to stay cool. And because that person now used that Gausa as a negative energy to attack, he's also created karma for himself, which means the gau- that's, those deads are going to come back so they can eat off of that suffering. Of the karma that they've created. And the thing why people don't end up usually with like thousands of dead on them is because parasites don't like other parasites. So what that means is like basically, you know, if there's already other parasites here, when you go into a new space, they're they're not going to just allow other new angry dead people to collect on them. They're like, hey, I'm already eating here. Like, there's not enough room. You're making this too obvious. Yeah, and there's not enough room. Like, basically, a gausa will... A gausa, which is a higher level spirit than a dead, will allow a dead person to come on. Why? Because the gausa... The dead person takes a little percentage of the feast right. of the Gausa and it can help that Gausa manipulate that person in different ways. But usually a Gausa is not going to have like, let's say 10 dead people on its behalf. Right. Why? Because now you're taking too much of the food. Yeah. Too much, you're removing too much energetically. But they'll have them do a little bit of the work. Yeah, because it's kind of like, I can feed you like some of the scraps if you like run around. And because dead people... Um, who are of that nature are starving for energy. It's kind of like outsourcing your work to Pakistan. Like you can, <laughs> it's like you can usually find like 10 people willing to do it and undercut each other in order to like get the pay. Well, barren is a different class of spirit. Yeah. So that's the difference. Like, barren is death. He's not a dead. Yeah. Yeah, so barren is the primordial force of death. So he's not, um, how do I call that? He's not in need of the energy. He already ha- He is the energy. He doesn't need a source for energy. Whereas the dead, there's kind of like you have your good dead and you have your bad dead. Your good dead, 
don't need you as a source so they don't parasite. They're connected to the divine. The bad dead are the ones that are looking for source. And when you go to a cemetery, all of those graves don't necessarily have people still there. So that's why you have to ask Baron to lift them up. Because some of those graves, those spirits have already left. They're like empty. Then we say like, basically, if you pick up a spirit and it's like the spirit of a Jehovah Witness or a Christian, they're not going to be willing to do the work for you. Even though in energetically, their energy matches a negativity. They will not agree to do the work for you. So they won't do the work. And there's other, other spirits that have left to a different spiritual realm or who have been called back already. So all those spirits aren't necessarily there. Some graves are completely empty. Some are dormant where like the dead person's in there, but he's not waking up. He's not getting up. He's not somebody you can do any work with. And then some are like there starving for energy. So we touched on uh, people who are essentially social workers for the dead a little while ago as a topic. Can I get you to talk about that a little more? Mm -hmm. So it reminds me of this case where I have a goddaughter and she lives across the street from a cemetery in England. <clears throat> and she's one of these dead people social workers. And so what happens is every once in a while, like for a long time, when she first lived there, and this was like before she knew us, she had this like dead young man that kept on coming to her, coming to her, coming to her. And she couldn't like figure out what he wanted. No one could, etc. But eventually she gathered his name from him. Eventually she was able to go to like see the grave and look for the grave and found the grave. She'd then end up researching the grave. When she researched the grave, she finds out like that basically it, he seems to have been an orphan of some sort, right? And had no living descendants. Like basically his family died before he died, then he died. So the case of that particular spirit, that spirit needed some sort of ceremony in order for him to basically be able to pass from this world onto the next. And so for like, I think if I'm not mistaken, like the dead person had been dead for like 40 years, right? When, when this spirit started coming to her, she started at that same time having a problem with this boss. Basically some dude who was a dickhead call it a long story short but she ne we never correlated the two she didn't correlate the two so eventually she would just keep seeing him he was kept on being like sad and mopey and stuff and it wouldn't be something where he was like very talkative or where he she felt attacked it was more like whenever she was like coming up and down the street or if ever she was looking out the window she would see him so eventually I was like, look, 
what it is is that this spirit needs like a passage ceremony so he got passage and that's what he's looking for for you and what it is showing is like he's he's here it's almost like um we can't say which happened first the chicken or the egg like if he's here because you're having this situation or if you're having the situation because he's here but there's a correlation between him and something you're going through in your life and when he gets resolved so will you so we did what we had to do in order to get him to move forward and move on and once he did within two weeks from then that's when she was finally able to put together the correlation because that person got put out of the company then not only was it that that person got put out the company when she really started to sit back with it and the guy got put out of the company and she didn't have a problem with him no more she sat back on it and she realized like the guy the dead man and her previous supervisor both had the first same first name and he looked like the supervisor they resembled each other and so that's when she was able to correlate that like basically helping him help me get over this situation Of course. All right. So I think that's good for this conversation because it's kind of dead. And yeah. as always, feel free to res- to subscribe. Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast app. And until next time, keep the faith.